I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the and All Things Melanin Podcast, where certified high women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an update. Erica, it's been a minute, so you already know what's good, what's happening, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. Okay, it's been a minute since we've recorded, but it ain't been a minute since I've seen you. Now, I see Erica, like, all the time. Like, yeah. I've been making plans for us. Y'all, speaking of plans... First of all, spring 2019 has been lit, lit, lit. And like, okay, so first of all, we went to, we went a couple of places. If y'all listened to our last, one of our last episodes, we said we were going to try out some new places, meet people, stuff like that. Yeah. So <clears throat> we actually went to try trap karaoke. It was so fun, <laughs> you guys. It like, was I had so a lot of fun. fun. So basically what, where it was, was at the House of Blues here in Dallas and they literally play all the trap songs and people get up there and do karaoke. Shelby didn't want to do it. That's cool. Um, you didn't either. <laughs> I didn't see. You talk about no. Like, you and Brian could have got up there and did it. I wasn't but stopping you was y'all's like, party. You said, um, I didn't know we was going to volunteer. Um, not in front of hundreds of people, no. Yeah, it was literally hundreds of people there. And just, the way they ripped them, some of them people to shreds, <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. It was, it was so fun, though, because they had, everybody was swag surfing. We even did some Kirk Franklin music. Like, when black people get together, we just live. We did the 90s step from the boy group. <laughs> I tried to record it on my Snapchat, but it wasn't displaying. And I had, y'all, that day, like, I was in between hairstyles, so I had a wig on, so I had to make Mm -mm. sure my wig was secure. And Mm -mm. I was like, Erica was like, you better stop playing. I was like, I am. I'm going to stop. Well, speaking of boy group, like you just said, um, we finally got to see the Millennium Tour. Y'all, it was everything. It was everything. Yes. That was so much fun. First of all, everybody did good. And Mario is still fine. Yeah, that, that's right. Um, I fell in love with him. Um, she did. We're getting married. Um, okay. <laughs> he don't know it, but obviously, we are. <laughs> but we are. Um, I just gotta meet him first. But he looks so good in that all white. So girl, that's my when angel. he came out, <laughs> first off, somebody come get Erica. We've been back for two seconds, <laughs> and she makes fun of me. So I, everybody has a celebrity crush, and she always like Shelby. She always trying to punt me, but now that she got a little celebrity crush, she's that man doing the fine. most. That man is fine. And he from Maryland? I'm about to, bruh. Anyway, so. Okay, Erica, <laughs> when you meet him, don't be no punk. <laughs> don't make me and Renee have to put your leg up on the stage. Hey, I need support. We got y'all. your back. I need y'all to, like, really support me on this. Okay. I, whatever he doing, I want that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't try to stop me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like, she wants this, bro. Like, <laughs> I want this. Let's have me and Renee going to be in the back covering you for instance. We got you. I pray you. for this, okay? <laughs> but what's going on with your boy, Ragsby? Bruh. Yeah, he's the most. And I really know that all just aside, I think he needs to seek help. No, he really doesn't. I think it's a cry out for attention and all of that. But at the same time, I feel like he... This was an opportunity for the boys to get back together and do their thing and make their money and get their name back out there and possibly do another album or something like that. But he is showing the exact reason why they're not together right now. Didn't like, they have to do a show without him? Yes. And I'm glad it wasn't Dallas because I was going to be pissed. Okay. <laughs> I'm, he's not necessarily my favorite one, but I paid to see all y'all. Yeah. You want to see all four of them. And now he's going to be on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Did you hear that? You know, I can't watch that no more because it drains me. I, I'll be watching. Um, but, but you couldn't watch Miami when I wanted you to no, watch Miami. No, I can't watch Miami. It's too much. See, Erica's so funny. I can't look at Trick Daddy. I just can't. Girl, Trick Daddy used to be lit. That That's man, it. I can't look at him. <laughs> so, I'm not watching it. So, Erica and I are continuing on with our getting out, having fun, doing the dang thing. We got some things planned for the rest of the summer. We'll keep you guys updated. Yeah. But, yeah. 
So what else is coming up is Mother's Day. Yes, and if you know both of us, you know that we are Mama's Girls. Mama's Girls. Listen, I tell people all the time, you can fuck with anybody you want. But if you come for my mama, <laughs> I'm trying to end you. Period. Like, me and my mom are BFFs. Best friends Same. for life. I tell my mama everything, and then I get mad when she don't pick up my call. Like, today, when I call her after work, I call her ten times back to back like Mm-mm. a serial killer. <laughs> and I was like, what you been doing that you couldn't pick up my call? So I'm like, I was upset. I said, well, Granny couldn't tell you the phone was ringing so you could get the phone. I could have had something important to tell you. Talking about, what is it? How was your day? <laughs> like, my mom is like my, literally my best friend. Because ain't nobody going to ride for you like your mama going to ride for you. No. And honestly, we are so blessed, friend, because a lot of people don't have that in their lives. And I feel like my mom... She always keeps me centered and, like, she bring me back down to reality with stuff. And I feel like you you need to appreciate people like that in your life. Even if it's not your mom. But my mom, like, I'm grateful that she is that rock in my life. So if you are a mom or a grandmom or an expectant mom, first and foremost, from both of us, happy Happy Mother's Mother's Day. Day. So speaking (laughs) of Mother's Day and speaking of dating and relationships, um... Like, now I'm getting to the point to where, you know, like, in my, quote, dating life that's non-existent, um, I do, like, have conversations with my mom about it because I feel like now, like, I'm more, like, before I even think about talking to someone, like, I like to have, I've been having conversations about, with my mom about, like, what, I guess, a healthy relationship looks like or what to look for or what to flag. So, what has been a piece of dating advice or something that your mom has told you in relation to dating that you've kind of come to live by or that you always have in the back of your mind? My mom, ugh, she's just so wise. Okay, there's two things that stick out from you just saying that is number one, and I think I've told you this before, but she said like if you're in a situation with someone um, that you know you're probably not being treated right or fairly. Mm-hmm. She said, at the end of the day, if you still go on with that relationship, <clears throat> that doesn't mean it's going to get better. She's like, when you are in your room by yourself, you know for a fact how you're being treated. Yeah, You know if you've been treating right or you know if you've been treated wrong. But a lot of us, we ignore those red flags. Like, yeah. we just say, oh, well, that's just how it is. No, you know. Like, we always have that good instinct. Yeah. So I always keep that in the back of my head because there's been times I can specifically remember just being in a situation where I knew it wasn't right. And yeah. I'm sitting in my by myself like, this is not what I want. This is not right. Yeah. So that would be one. And then number two, <clears throat> she's so country too, but she's talking about sit on your hands. I'm like, sit on your hand. What? I'm like, Mom, I don't understand what that means. But she has said this to me time and time again. And what she means by that is if you're, like, in a toxic situation, a toxic friendship or relationship, whatever, yeah, and you are tempted to reach out to that person, hit them up on social media, talk to them, whatever you're trying to do, but you know good and well you don't need to be talking to them. You need to spread your wings and fly. Mm-hmm. She said, sit on your hands. Literally meaning, like, if you just imagine when you're sitting on your hands, you really can't do anything. Yeah. You can't call him. You can't text him. You can't slide in his DMs. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so, so true because it honestly is hard when you know you should not be talking to this person. Yeah. You need to let them go. You always want to slide back in their DMs or as soon as he hits you up, you talking about, he talking about what you're doing and you like, nothing, what you're doing. And then you go fall back into the same thing that you just worked so hard to get out of. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's good. So she was just like, sit on your hands. She was like, she's always taught me to never chase nobody. Oh, Obviously, sure. which I, I don't. And one thing about me, 
for any guys listening, Lord, I'm about to give y'all the the secret to me, but don't use it against me. Um, so listen. One thing about me is if I am arguing with you and I'm screaming at you and I'm just upset with you and I'm like I'm leaving you, I'm done. I'll be back. <laughs> but <laughs> are you coming right back? I'm coming back. But if I if you try to get a reaction out of me, I don't react to it. I'm quiet. Listen. I don't respond to you. I am done. I'm the same way. I'm done. I feel like I just gave a secret to all women. My bad, y'all. Um, Me too. Like, I've, like, there have been times where I've been really bad and I've, like, gone off on whoever I was talking to. I don't really do that anymore. But there have been times where I was so pissed. I didn't say a mumbling word. Like, I literally, like, after they finished talking, I was like, is that it? We're done. You're done. But if I'm, like, yelling and screaming, I ain't done. But that's the thing. It's like, People will always try to get that reaction out of you. And yeah. if you're like, I'm leaving, you got to actually leave. You can't be like that and then come back because he's just going to know that when you say that you ain't serious. Yeah. So what about you? What advice did your mom give you? Um, she gave, She's given me a lot of advice <laughs> because, um, but I'll tell you the two that she gave me that have been really helpful. So the thing about me and my mom is, my mom's my best friend, but me and my mom are complete opposites. I'm me. And my, if you know me, my mom's the complete opposite of me. My mom is calm. She's chill. She's not really a talker. She's laid back. Me, I talk a lot. I'm not laid back. I'm a lot. <laughs> um, but we work. Um, one thing that my mom has always taught me is, like, don't rush and don't worry about timetables. I feel like a lot of people's families, like, put pressure on them to get married and to have kids and to have babies and all this other stuff. And when it comes to dating, my mom was like, first and foremost, don't rush into any of that. She was like, you don't do any of that until you get ready because it's, it's like a big life change and you have to handle that. She was like, you know, when you get into a relationship, you know, there are going to be things that you have to give up. She was like, you have to be ready for that. When you have a child, that's going to be your child. I'm like, you can have the best father, but your baby going to be with you most of the time. So I think just my mom teaching me, you know, to do things on my timetable and to not worry about society and different things like that. Especially being that I'm from a really small town. So that's what a lot of people do is they just reproduce at a young age and get married. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I'm not saying there is. I'm just saying, like, for me and my life right now, that's just not where I'm at. The other piece of advice is my mama told me, she said, when you date somebody, she said, baby, listen to me. She said, you take your time and you find out everything that you can find out about that man and his family my mom was like, you go to the family reunion, you talk to his mommy, you talk to his auntie, you talk to his daddy, you talk to his cousins, you talk to his nieces, his nephews. Talking about all them people that I don't want you to talk to, you go and you find them and you ask questions and you talk. My mom said, you talk to everybody, you ask questions. She was like, don't rush it. Because so many people rush into situations and they get in a situation or let's say they get married or they have a baby and all that stuff. Like, you stuck like Chuck. Yeah. Like, that, you're unloading. You're having to learn that person where if you just would have took your time to get to know that person, you could have found that out. And so my mom always told me, like, when you're getting to know someone, find out everything that you can about that person. She's like, see that person when they mad, when they sad, when they pissed off, when they back is against the wall, when they broke, when they got money. Like, she's, my mom's like, see him in different stages of his life. She's like, because he's going to change. And she was like, you need to know if you can live with that. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, everybody has to live with something. She was like, but are you going to be able to live with that? And you don't know if you can live with it if you haven't been put in a situation with it. And she was just like, never rush being with somebody. She was like, because if he wants you, he's going to let you know. If he want to talk to you, he's going to call you. He's going to make plans. And he gonna, and he's going to put in the work. And she was like, and if he not, he won't. It's that simple. Like, my mom is a really blunt person. 
she don't be with the shits. And so I think for me, when it comes to dating, my mom has always thankfully raised me to be an independent person and to go and get things on my own. So whenever I do date somebody or do talk to somebody, like whatever they bring to the table is a plus. It's not necessarily a must, if that makes sense. Like, and I think for me, that's another thing that she taught me in relation to dating. Like, always have something to bring to the table. Like, don't depend on him to do what you need to do or what you want to do. Like, what he does is a plus. That has nothing to do with you. It should be a plus. And my mom told me, like, she's like, the red flags or the signs, they're always there. She was like, if you see that early on, don't think that's going to change when you start being exclusive. Don't think that's going to change when you start being married. And a lot of men, they don't actually change. They just turn into who they have always been. Oh, that yeah. you just didn't see it. Yep. So it's not actually changed. So it's like, love. oh, now you see the, the blindfolds are off. Yeah. And so that's where, like, everybody gets caught up in that way. Oh, like, yeah. oh, my God, I didn't know you were doing that. I didn't know you. No, you really were. And my mom, she she seen me go after heartbreak, after heartbreak, after heartbreak. But she's always been there and never made me feel like, yeah. well, that's what you get for not understanding, like, what was going on or whatever. She was always there and just was like, you know what? Then that's not the man for you. And my mom, let me tell you, my mom is a praying mother. Okay? Listen. She will pray him off of me. Okay? <laughs> she will be like, no, nah, I'm about to pray for this man. Because <laughs> if he ain't right, he about to go. Because that's how yeah. she is. She always was like, when your mother covers you in prayer, that is like a the blessing. Best. And the thing is, like, my mom, like, everything that she has said was going to come to pass in, in regards to relationship. Has always come to pass. My mom's discernment is on a thousand. Yeah. Because me and my mama joke now, but, like, the thing about it is, like, I'm really cautious when I talk to people or when I date people. Because, like, once I'm in, like, I am, like, head over heels in love. Like, and my mama calls me crazy as hell. Like, we laugh about it now. Like, because, just because. <laughs> I get- I wasn't a bad child, like I wasn't mischievous or anything, but my mama said since I was in love, I was crazy, I was crazy as hell, like, I remember one time, I low-key, like, y'all gotta understand, my mama is country, she is old school, like, she is one of those old school people, like, her look can kill you, and so I had called myself one day, going off on my mom, (laughs) in regards to relationship, and my mama just, and I remember slamming the door and just slamming off and telling her she didn't understand me. And I later asked my mom, my mom was talking about, I just realized you weren't yourself. And I just had to, my mom said, I had to sit there and count to 10 and call on Jesus and ask Jesus, what was I not getting? <laughs> but my mom was like, she was like, you know, me going off on you at that time wasn't going to help because you just felt like I didn't understand. So I had to try to like, you know, mm-hmm. but I just want to say that like, I like you said, I think that we're both very fortunate that we have moms that are our best friends that love us, that cover us in prayer, and that really, really, you know, go to bat for us and different things like that. Because I know my mom has gone to bat for me. I know she has went without for me. I know she has had to do what she has had to do. And she has never complained not one time about something that she's had to do. Everything I've, Every time I've called her and I've needed something, she has come through. She has found some money. She has got it done. And she never complained. So if I can ever be half the woman that my mom is, I will be so happy. Same here. So shout out to my mom because she really has helped me get my life together, especially in these last couple years where I was just a hot mess. So shout out to her. I love you, mommy. 
Um, because I'm gonna make her listen to this episode. Me too. So. I love you, mom. You're <laughs> so, the bestest. And to move on to our journey, I do want to say that both of our moms have been really, really supportive of all things melanin. For sure. And the journey, and just I try to tell her a few things, and she's always supportive. She's she's just like, oh, I like that. I get your newsletters. Like she's 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 yeah. lit. So, <laughs> speaking of the journey, um. What's something that your mom has instilled in you, Shelby, that has helped you on our journey to build and grow all things melanin? Um, so my mom was a teacher for like 35 plus years. So she's an educator. So learning and self-confidence and were like really, really big for her. Like growing up, like I really didn't think there was nothing that I couldn't do because my mom made sure that I felt supported to do it. Now, it don't mean I was good at it. But <laughs> I just feel like there wasn't nothing I can do. So I would say the one thing that my mom has instilled in me that's helped me on this journey is that my mom has really built my self-confidence and my mom has like made has made it okay or made me realize that I can really do anything that I set my mind to do if I put the work and the action behind it. Like I remember when I first told my mom, like, hey, you know, me and Erica, you know, we're gonna start a blog together. And, you know, as we add it to, you know, we're going to do vlogs, we're going to do interviews, we're going to do podcasts. And every single time that I have gone to my mom and I have told her from the beginning to now and going on, my mama has supported us, my mom has prayed over us, my mom has loved on us, my mom has said, you know, that's great, that's good. She has let me bounce ideas off of her. So I think for me, the thing that she instilled on me on this journey is that, First and foremost, I can do anything that I set my mind to, and I can be successful in anything that I set my mind to. My mom has never once, like, doused my self-esteem. She's never once told me that I couldn't do something or I shouldn't do something or I wasn't smart enough to do something. Because I think sometimes, you know, when you do have a great support system, you take those things for granted. But I know people that don't have that support system or they don't get that same thing. So I think for me, the biggest thing that she's instilled in me that's helped me on this journey is just the confidence and then just the willpower to go after it. My mom always tells me the worst somebody can say is no. And if they say no, you keep going till you get your yes. Yeah, that is so true. Shout out to your mom. Um, You're a real one. I'm telling you, she's an OG girl. Um, one thing I could say that my mom instilled in me uh, is to do things the right way and do them your way. Oh, yeah. And one thing she cannot stand is when people try to have half-ass something okay. or when they try to get make a dollar out of 15 cent like you just trying to get something for nothing type of mentality yeah. she was like if you have to start from the bottom then you have to start from the bottom but make sure you do it right listen and so that's that's even with you know literally building your business and and um your finances and everything my mom she helps us with our finances <laughs> like she helps us understand what we're doing yes. and doing it the right way because you don't want to end up you have this great brand but your business business is you broke, bro? Yeah, and you ain't doing it right, and then you end up gotta pay for everything that you did wrong. You could have just done it right in the first place. Yeah. So that's one thing that sticks out to me because she's, like I said, she's always supportive, and she always says, "Hey, if you have this anointing on you, then it's going to you're gonna even when you if you're starting from the bottom, you're still gonna get where you need to be, especially if you have this anointing on your on your blog." Yeah. And I know if we were doing anything that was just not good or pleasing or anything yeah she would be like okay let's um <laughs> let's, let's, let's discuss what we're what we're doing 
but she's she always always says how proud of how proud of us that she is. Yeah. And that especially since we're still continuing after mm-hmm. we said we were gonna do something. We were at my mother's home yep. when we even created the idea of all things. Just laid out on the couch, her mom had Just, already cooked for us. Yes. And then we had our anniversary party. Yeah. She surprised us with a cake that had our very first picture from our very first photo shoot. Because we had her mama out in these streets and it taking said, pictures. Yeah, she had one of her friends um, take the pictures for us. Like, my mom has really been there. She made us chicken wings at the uh, uh, um, at party. The party. Them chicken wings bomb, I will say. <laughs> Everybody was raving about it. Yeah, so just that love and support from her. Like, when she showed me that cake, I cried. And y'all know I'm a G. I don't cry around folks. So she made she really me bust don't. out crying. And I was just like, this is like... This is the kind of support that I always, always, will always remember and appreciate. Yeah, her. I agree. We got some bomb-ass moms. We do. If I could just be a bomb-ass mom, too. Well, not now, but... Listen. You know, um, first <laughs> you know mom, what I mean. Me and Erica can't even get to the airport by ourselves. <laughs> Who is at the, this is right now. We was at the airport when I said, Erica, how's we going to do this with Team Team? Um, <laughs> how's we going to do this with husbands? I don't know. First of all, my husband's not to travel with me. When I have a little, when I have a child, because I can't, I can barely get myself through the airport. Yeah. Like we, me and Erica really be struggling. And then we see these little kids, glasses, bun, bag, <laughs> just getting it through the airport. I know. My mom was like, well, that you will learn how to do it. And I was like, I don't know, mom. Cause I can barely get myself together for work. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's she was perfect. like, "You, you'll get it." it That's comes. what she said. My mama said, "You can be around kids all your life, but you'll never get it until you have mm-hmm. one." My mama said, "We figured it out." She's like, "Some things work with you, and some things didn't." <laughs> She's like, "But you hung in there with me." I used to go everywhere with my mom, and then if I couldn't go, I would, I would. My mama said I would ask her why, and I would want an explanation. <laughs> And then if she like if she told me she was gonna be back at four, and she was, I would call her at four one. Where you at? <laughs> Mom said she would leave me at my aunt's house. I had to be like three years old. She said you would not take your shoes off. <laughs> she was like you were staying overnight at your aunt's house, and I come back your shoes is on. She was like she was like your aunt was fighting with you. She was like you kept saying uh uh-uh, my mama's coming back. <laughs> I said that's gonna be my daughter. <laughs> like my daughter gonna get me back. I was attached to my mom, and I still am. Like I said, I will call my mom. Back to back, like a serial killer. Like, I call at the same time every day. I don't know why she be playing with me. Yeah. And if she don't answer, I call the house. I call her car phone. I call her cell phone. I I would start leaving messages on her voicemail. I would send her, like, text messages, like, where you at? What are you doing? Are you mad? Why won't you pick up? (laughs) Then I call my dad. I would call everybody, mm-hmm. and then nobody. And then I didn't rile everybody else. And my mom was like, "I said, mom, if you just would have been by your phone when I called you, because I call you at the same times every day, we wouldn't have this problem." But anyway, exactly. I'm not crazy. It's just that my mom doesn't pick up my calls when I want her to. Okay, she ain't crazy, y'all. Um, so let's move on. <laughs> So the mentor moment. So this is where we give an answer to a question that we were asked. So the question is, (laughs) Shelby, if you could, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Ooh, listen. (laughs) Do we have enough time? Um, I probably tell myself a lot, but the one thing that I would tell myself would be, Everything's going to work out how it's going to work out. You're going to be where you're supposed to be. And whoever's in your life, 
who's ever meant to be in your life will be in your life. And that things may not go how you want it to be, but that's not how it's supposed to be. And then also, whatever you go through in your life or whatever obstacles you go through in your life, they're meant to develop you into who you're called to be. And you can't you can't be who you're called to be if you don't go through nothing. Mm-hmm. I think especially being from a really small town where everybody knows everybody related to half the population. Everybody's just populating babies and getting married and it's like a small town way of thinking sports reign supreme, everything closes at nine o'clock. Um not to keep going back to about my mom, but my mom was really the person that was like, and my mom's educated, has her master's degree and everything. My mom was like, no, you have to get out. My mom's like, you need to go away to college, away from me, away from your parents. Because my dad actually wanted me to go to community college. And my mom was like, no, she's not. She's going to leave. And so I think for me, I had like a very particular, at 18, I had what I thought life was going to be like, you know, like I thought I was going to be with my high school sweetheart. That didn't work out. Um, I thought that, you know, I was going to do this and I was going to do that. And the way that I saw my life turning out is not how it's been so far. But I, and obviously, you know, within there, you had some bumps, some bruises, some losses, some misses, you know, just along the journey, some hardships. But I will say that everything that was supposed to happen, I'm glad it didn't turn out how I thought it was going to turn out. Because in order to be the person that I'm trying to be and I'm called to be, the little bitty mindset that I had, wouldn't have got me there. Yeah. So God really had to develop me in those years because I really, like, a lot of people think that, like, I went off to college and it was just a breeze and that I did everything so easily. But, like, I really had a hard time, specifically my first two years of college. First of all, I had never been away from my mom for longer than a week. My mom did everything for me. She washed my clothes. She cooked for me. I didn't cook anything really myself until I got in college. I didn't wash my clothes till I got in college. I didn't do my hair till I got in college. My mom did everything for me. So I literally had to grow up in four years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I would say that if I could tell my 18-year-old self anything, it would really be like, just enjoy your journey. And your life is not going to go how you think it's going to go. And sometimes it may not seem like it's as good, but it's really developing you into the person that you've been praying that you want to be. So you got to... You know, you got to ride the wave when it's not good. You got to ride the wave when you lose someone, whether that's physically or just emotionally. You got to ride the wave when things don't turn out, you know, how you want them to be. But I can say that the people that are supposed to be in my life are in my life. And the things that have happened have really developed me into who I am today and are continuing to develop me into who I'm going to be. So I would just definitely say I would tell my 18-year-old self, like, it may not seem like it. Just ride the wave, though. It's going to be okay. That's good advice. I don't really know specifically what I would tell my 18-year-old self because, okay, first of all, when I was 18, I was a sophomore in college in San Antonio, four or five hours away from my from my um, parents. I had never lived by myself from them. Um, and I think that I was just brought up so sheltered Same. to where... I mean, even when I got to college, I honestly feel like I didn't really have, like, the college experience. I was a nerd. I didn't go to parties. I didn't do none of that. And so, until what? I got out of college, yeah, until I got out of college, That's I was sad. going to parties. I was drinking. I was doing all that. But, 
So I feel like I didn't really have a realistic view of how the world is. The world don't care that you said. The world don't care that you didn't make a good grade. Mm -mm. I remember I had to drop some class. I had to drop accounting and everything. Like, I just thought that life was going to be picture perfect. At 17 and 18 years old, I remember I had a boyfriend that came from, he he was a year after me. He came to the school, like he enrolled in everything. And I said, do not follow me down here. He followed, that he followed me down there. And then we broke up and he went back to Dallas. But anyways, <laughs> but it was just like, like you said, you don't know what your life has in store for you. Because first of all, I was 18, 10 plus years ago. In that 10 plus years, like my, I'm not the same person as, as you shouldn't be. Yeah. You should have grown and developed. But I have gone through so many things that has shaped me to where I feel like I'm finally starting to get into um yeah my calling on my life and yeah. i've learned that like i don't always have to have it figured out that's my problem i always like to have everything figured out i like a to-do list this is what i'm gonna do tomorrow Check yeah it off like that's not how life works no. and i was still that way from being so young and i'm like I just have to learn to relax and rely yeah. on God and knowing that he has protected me from things I didn't even know Listen. that was coming after me. Listen. Honestly. So That's it's like, whole <laughs> so, so I guess it's not really one thing I can say for advice to the 18 year old, but I feel like being now in my thirties, it's like, girl, you just now getting into your, what real life is and, Listen. What, and what you really going to walk into. Cause I honestly just know in my spirit that like, I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I went through particular things to be where I'm at right now. So I guess a kind kind of along the lines of what you were saying is like, don't worry about it. There's a plan for your life. But I would just say like, you're going to be good. You're going to yeah. be good. Like you said, you're going to be good. Now, I'm interested to see when I'm 45, talking about what would you tell your 30-year-old? Listen. Because, <laughs> bro, like, I'm still trying to figure out, okay, God, what we doing? Listen. <laughs> what, what we doing? So, that was a word. I mean. If they caught it. If they did. That was that was it. That was listen, Erica always, Erica always talking about I'm preaching, but she just gave y'all a mini sermon right here. I was for I'm just saying, like, we I mean, it's been like a journey for listen. real. It has. And it's this is just beginning. I honestly feel like that. In yeah. in our individual lives, is this is the beginning. Yeah. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and leave y'all with words of encouragement. But before we do that. We do want to thank y'all for listening. If you are, if you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate us and to share with a friend. Um, because just so we know you like it and that you're listening. Yes. So our words of encouragement come from Matthew 14, <clears throat> starting with verse 28. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid. In the begin- in beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him, and said to him, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? Y'all. <clears throat> so I really, really, no, honestly, I really love this parable because it really talks about the faith that we have in God. And so when I think about the story, obviously, you know, Peter saw Jesus in Peter asked um, Jesus, you know, to let him walk on water, and he walked on water. But when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he started to sink, and he started to lose faith. But when he put his eyes back on Jesus, he continued to walk on water. Amen. So, 
I just relate that to our lives and to our situations. Like in life, obviously there are going to be times where you may have more faith in certain seasons of your life. So there are going to be seasons where you may seem like you're just floating and walking on water. Like you're killing it, you're crushing it, you're man on his game, you're killing it in your relationship, you're killing it in your career, you're killing it in your personal life, you're killing it like on your side hustle, you're killing it in all areas of your life, you're walking on water, you're killing it. But then there are areas in your life where, or seasons in your life where you take your eyes off of Jesus and you begin to sink. Maybe you get into an argument with your man, maybe your job, you know, writes you up, maybe your side hustle isn't making as, you know, enough money. Maybe, you know, you're kind of down in your personal life. You're sinking, you're sinking, you're sinking. And I just want to encourage you or whoever is that in whatever season you are in your life, even though it may seem like you're sinking, keep your focus on Jesus. Because even though it may seem like you're sinking, he's still allowing you to walk on water. He's still allowing you to be protected, to be covered. And sometimes we don't understand why things are happening in our life, but everything that happens in your life is meant to develop you in your life. And you can't be who you're called to be if you don't go through the storm, if you don't sink, if you don't walk on water. Like, you have to have different experiences in your life to be a testimony to someone or to reap everything that you pray for. Like, you can't just go be a millionaire, but you didn't put in the work to be a millionaire, you know? Like, you can't go be a TV host, but you didn't get the education or the work or the experience to be a TV host. So I think when I read this parable, I just get out of it that, you know, there are going to be differences in your life that you're walking on water. And there are going to be different seasons in your life where you're sinking. Well, whatever season you're in, like, God has you covered. Even when Peter was sinking, God still had, Jesus still had him. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, he wasn't going to let nothing happen to him. Exactly. But Peter lost focus. Yep. Peter stopped believing. Peter didn't have faith. So, I feel like he started sinking so Jesus could show him who was in control and that it wasn't him, but it was Jesus. So... Amen. I have nothing to add to that. Um, I just, like you said, I feel like Peter, I mean, God would have never told Peter to, to walk towards him if he was going to let him drown. Yeah. So that's what we got to remember. He would never call you to do something if he was going to let you drown. Yeah. He's already got it planned out. He knew he was going to catch Peter. Yeah. Even when he doubted. Yeah. We all doubt at some point. Yeah. And I just, it's, doubt is, is sort of like fear to me. Yeah. And I feel like we always struggle with that on a daily anyways. Yeah. But like you say, when you just focus on God, then that fear will go away. I agree. So lead us in prayer, friend. Bow your head, close your eyes. If you're driving, don't bow your head. Do not don't close, close your eyes. Your eyes. <laughs> um, but thank y'all for listening. We really do love y'all. If y'all have any pot, any segment um, topics or anything like that, slide in our DMs, comment on social media, email us. We will definitely shout you out if you want. If yes. you want to be anonymous, we'll leave you anonymous. I'm shouting you out. Okay, Erica. (laughs) Then we will. Okay. (laughs) Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing us to gather today. We pray that everybody that is listening to this podcast, we pray that you would bless them. We pray that you would cover them. We pray that you would protect them. Whatever they are dealing with, whatever they are struggling with, whatever they have that they are wrestling with, we pray that you would give them peace. We pray that you would give them discernment. We pray that you would allow them to carry out the purpose that is on their life. We pray that you would allow them to have the faith of a mustard seed, Lord Jesus, that you are going to do what you said that you would do. We pray, Lord Jesus, that your will will be done, not our will, Lord Jesus. 
we pray for every person that's listening, that's assembled, that has a purpose that is greater than they can imagine, that's greater than anything that has ever happened to their family. We pray that you would give them the faith. We pray that you would give them the discernment. We pray that you would give them the tools to carry that out. We pray, Lord Jesus, whatever they are going through, Lord Jesus, that they're seeing the bigger picture in their life. We pray that you would surround them with love. We pray that you would surround them with encouragement. We pray that you would surround them with motivation. And if anybody's hating on them, if anybody's negative, if anybody's plotting on their downfall, Lord Jesus, we pray that you would give them a sign that they cannot deny because their purpose is too big to be played with. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.